SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. on Sundays. Talking the world of sports, and uh, that uh, and a couple of other little tidbits, as we always like to throw in there to keep your uh, morning commute going well. Uh, taking some phone calls as well. Hour number two, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Follow me on Twitter. It is at Opposite Picks. Email me, go to the website, and uh, we'll do some emails, some tweets, a little YouTube chat as well as uh, the NBA Sports World uh, pick back up again in the NBA. We had two games on Wednesday, but we had 11 games last night back in full swing. <clears throat> we got some hockey stuff to get to, uh, and I do want to throw out a couple of NBA or NFL tidbits, and, and really, this is why the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowgirls, and, and a bunch of others especially Dallas now, will never win a Super Bowl, at least not in the next uh, you know, four to six years. Kansas City is done. Uh, they may have one more crack at it, but probably not, and Dallas is definitely done because of what happened yesterday. Uh, we'll get into all that stuff. So uh, a lot to get to. We got our props. I want to update all the trends for this weekend. Now the NBA is back in action, uh, pretty popular thing. I always get emails on uh, asking me where, where where do I get all the trends from and this and that, and uh, what website do I use? I don't. I, I do it all myself, to tell you the truth. I got no life. So I, I keep these trends myself. I mean, I use sites to figure out if they won or lost, but uh, and then we use those uh, when we do our picks. So And we got opposite picks all coming up. So busy, busy uh, next 60 minutes. Again, 844-843-6879. Start with some college basketball. Uh, last night, you know, no major upsets. We had a couple of close, close, close calls. Uh, the biggest loser on the day, outside of obviously the Dookie Pukies, is probably Boise State. Uh, they were on the bubble. I don't think they're getting in. I'm also going to go over the 37 at-large bids before we're through here, so we really got a lot to get to. Uh, but they lost last night, and, and you just, you know, as a Boise State Mountain West uh, team, you just can't lose games like that. You just can't. So you got a lot of bubble teams that won their games that probably pushed them over the edge, but more importantly, kept other lesser teams, Minnesota, you know, um, Butler, Wyoming, from advancing their cause. You know, even California, a bubble team. Um, you know, they all would have continued along the, the path of maybe just maybe getting an at or getting an automatic bid by winning their respective conferences. Uh, but they all lost close losses. Boise State's the big one. That that that's the one. Oregon State beat UCLA eighty three seventy nine. Uh, but I I still think the Bruins are in. Boise State losing to Nevada, 89-82, dropping them to 18-8, and 14-6. They're not getting in. I don't, don't listen to the four-letter network who says they're in. They're not. Boy, I hate to break it to you, Boise State, but you're not getting in that large bid. No way. 18-8 and eight out of the Mountain West, not a chance in the world. Not, not a chance in the world. Utah State, uh, nice win, 74-53 over UNLV, kept their hopes alive. I think ultimately they're going to have to win their conference tournament as, as well. And uh, Weber State put a fork in them if they thought they were getting in that large bid. They lose the Montana yesterday. Colorado State did help its cause. 
beating Fresno State late last night, 72-62. Those were a nice bubble team. Oregon blew out Arizona State, uh, and Wisconsin knocked off Penn State. Penn State ends its season. That would have been one of those teams, 75-74. And we all know Georgetown yesterday afternoon uh, beats Villanova as the Hoyas continue their Cinderella run, hopefully getting to uh, the finals of the Big East, and then maybe just maybe getting an at-large bid. So more games, obviously, today. We'll take a look at some of the lines here in a little bit. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until the 7 a.m. Eastern time as we welcome in our full audience right here, Sirius XM Channel 204. NBA last night, a bunch of games. Uh, the storyline, the Rockets lost again. Yeah, leading off with the Houston Rockets because that was the easiest bet on the board. We missed it yesterday, my bad. But Rockets have now lost 14 in a row. And more importantly, one in 13 against the spread. They lose by 20 points to Sacramento. They're back on the court tonight against Utah. They're getting 15 and a half. It's a big number, obviously, but you know what? You got to keep playing against them. You're one in 13 against the spread. 0 and 14 straight up. There's just, as we always say, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. Don't stop playing no matter what the line, no matter who they're playing, where they're playing, why they're playing. Keep going against Houston. Nets beat Boston in our play of the day over the Celtics. I uh, don't know why uh, the Nets were only a three-point favorite, but they were. Kyrie goes off for 40 points. Isn't it interesting? Now, Blake Griffin did not play yesterday, so he's yet to make his Nets debut. Durant obviously did not play. Griffin did reveal yesterday that, that it was Kevin Durant that did the heavy recruiting on him signing with the Nets versus another team. And I, you know, knowing Kyrie's a little bit of a bird brain and sensitive and everything else, I can't help but wonder if there was just extra incentive, we'll say, for Kyrie to go off last night for his 40 points. Just trying to show Blake who's boss, that it's my team. I may not have brought you here, but it's not Harden's team. It's not Durant's team. It's not your team. It's my team. Here's what I can do. I, You know, you just, he's a strange bird. He really is, so you don't know. Knicks were losing by 17 at the half. So that the great run of covering 13 straight games at halftime. Now one and two for the Knicks. So it might not just be over. Stan Van Gundy rips his club to Orleans after the game as they lose by 30, 30 at home to uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, believe it or not. Wow. All right, we'll check out all the numbers for today, NBA, college basketball, and we'll update the trend. That is next right here, Opposite Picks, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I mean, the West is competitive, but, you know, obviously we want to we want to keep striving and thinking about ourselves. Just just keep getting better. Um, you know, if we, if we just keep doing what we're doing, and then uh, approving, you know, the, the seeding will happen for us. But, um, you know, we, we can't come, come out here like a days ago. We got to come out with energy and uh, playing hard. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yes, opposite picks on this uh, Friday morning. Yours truly sitting in. Scott Wetzel, 12 minutes past the hour. Quiet Leonard last night. 
uh, coming up with a nice uh, 20 plus point win over the LA, over the uh, Golden State Warriors. You know, I tracked it down, and not quite as lopsided, but I, I was, you know, you can count on one hand how many All-Stars have hit their prop totals. Chris Paul, first game back. Chris Paul, yes. Jason Tatum, yes. Kyrie Irving, yes. Kawhi Leonard, yes. No, that's four. No, so far. Greek Freak is really not Greek. Zion, Lillard, Luka. Steph Curry, Paul George, Jalen Brown, Harden, Levine, Vukovic. That's 10 guys. Four yes, 10 no. I'll take that winning percentage. Now the key question, though, is, as we all know, well, who's left, Scott? You got Bradley. Well, you know what? Washington played the other day. You know, let me check Bradley Beal's numbers. Rats. Rats in that uh, there's one less player that we uh, can play still. Let us go to NBA. My bad. And we'll do this on the fly here. No problem. Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal. Let's see. Westbrook had 20. Beal had uh, 21. Didn't do it. He's another one. Wow, it's amazing. What a great uh, Bradley Beal. Let's put him down. Now we're at 11, though. We got um, Mike Conley. Sabonis, right? Were there any others uh, who played uh, on uh, Wednesday? No, he'd be the only one. Um, yeah, that's it. So we got Conley left, Sabonis, the Joker, and LeBron James. So far, four guys, yes, five or eleven, no. And I can, you know, like I said, now that's not thirteen and one. I get that, but that's pretty darn good. That that's. 11 guys, 11 All-Stars in their first game back did not reach their point total. Only four did. And there, there's good thinking behind that. Like I said, they had to go down to Atlanta, all the festivities. Uh, didn't really get an All-Star break like the other guys did. Maybe they're not quite there. First game back. You know, these guys' numbers are pretty good. You know, you're not talking about 15 points here. Uh, you know, a couple of these guys, Lillard got 30. You know, he, But his number was 31 and a half. What can I tell you? Paul George had 17. His number was 25 and a half. Uh, Porzingis didn't play last night. Neither did Luka, by the way, but he played the other day. Um, you know, Zion had 24, but his number is 27 and a half. They're, they're pumping up his numbers big time. Greek Freak was really not Greek, had 24, but his number was 31 and a half. You know, Zach had 19. His numbers have gone through the roof, uh, 28 and a half. So, uh, but the guys that actually played in the game, 4 and 11. So, I would say go against Conley tonight, Sabonis, the Joker, and, and LeBron James, right? Uh, although with LeBron, I got to tell you, not playing the second half, he he might be the one guy that actually is prepared to play. All right, trend-wise, right? Get, get your pad and pencils. We went 5-4 and four with the trends yesterday. Uh, we hit with over Atlanta, over New Orleans, over Houston, Sacramento, the number was 227.5 when I did it. I know it closed at 231, but what can I tell you? I can only give you the numbers as they were when we did them. Sacramento lane 4.5 winner. Phoenix lane 3.5 winner. Lost with Knicks first half under Knicks, uh, over Brooklyn, and then over Charlotte. So 5-4, and four, not bad. So 5-5 five and five for the week. Today, we have a lot of games, but only two trends are in play. You got Utah lane 15.5 versus Houston. 
And then you have over New Orleans again versus Cleveland. FanDuel is yet to post a, an over-under line on that. But those are the only two trends uh, that are in action. What are the trends, you asked? All right, here we go. We'll run them down for you. We got about 10 of them. Uh, following Atlanta, over 11-3-1, last 15 games. Nets, you know, over 24-8, and eight, uh, but that has come way back to the pack. And we, we might be kind of laying off that one because I think it's like 4-1 and one under over the last uh, five. Charlotte, uh, despite the under last night, still 18-5 and five over last 23. Uh, Rockets, you know it, 0-14 straight up, 1-13 against the spread. Lakers are a good under team on the road, 14-4 and four under on the road. New Orleans, all right, another over last night. Now 26-6-2 over uh, their last 34 games. Knicks, despite going over yesterday, are a good under team, 21-12-1. Uh, you know the first half situation, 24-11-1, uh, the uh, first half line for them. We got uh, Philadelphia, 17-3 straight up. More importantly, 12-5-3 against the spread at home. Phoenix, we're watching. Boy, they have been uh, just a machine. 24-11 straight up. Uh, last 35, 22-10-3 against the spread. Outside of Utah, they're the best in the NBA. Uh, Sacramento, nice overrun, 23-11. And uh, speaking of the Jazz, 22 and 5 straight up, 21 5 and 1 against the spread, despite losing a couple of games there down the stretch, but still uh, a pretty good uh, over or a pretty good straight up and against the spread team. So those are your main NBA trends. I'll post them on the website. So uh, just go to my NBA page that we follow along. Um, and we'll see how that uh, all kind of pans out. Again, only two games today. Prop plays today. We're going to go Philadelphia-Washington with Beal and Westbrook. Denver-Memphis, we're going to use the Joker. Uh, Murray and Morant. Uh, Cleveland-New Orleans, we'll keep an eye on Sexton and Zion. Butler and Levine for Miami-Chicago. DeRose and Vukovic for uh, Orlando-San Antonio. Uh, then Mitchell-Wall-Oladipo for Houston, although Wall didn't play last night. And then, of course, LeBron for Indiana. But I, I would play the under on those uh, guys that we mentioned. I really would. NHL. All right, uh, here we go. We got a bunch of NHL trends. I updated all that after last night's stuff. I'll give you the best ones. Buffalo's now lost nine in a row. 14 of 16. They are just brutal. Uh, Chicago uh, won last night. Now 10 and 6, their last 16. They're a good play because you get uh, odds on them every single game. They're always underdogs. Dallas has lost uh, 11 of uh 11 of 14. So 3 and 11 their last 14 games. Detroit's had a nice 6 and 1 overrun. Edmonton's playing good hockey 11 and 3 last 14. New Jersey's lost 9 of 11. Islanders meanwhile have won 7 in a row, 9 of 10. You got uh Montreal's had a 10-5 and 1 underrun. You got the Wild 9 and 2 over their last 11. Also 9-3 and three straight up. You got Philadelphia on a nice overrun. 14-5-2, last 21 games over for the Flyers. Tampa Bay, despite losing last night, as this is why you don't lay 3.5-1 uh, in hockey. You just don't do it. Uh, they lost at Detroit. But they're still 9-2 their last 11. Toronto won in overtime. They're 11-6 their last 17. 
Vancouver, although they have won a couple of games of late, but they're still 6-13, and their last 19. And uh, Vegas on a little mini 7-4 and under run. So those are the best hockey trends. Last night, we went 4-2 and with our hockey plays, but Tampa Bay was one of the losers. When you're laying 3-1, to one, kind of sucks. Uh, if Everything was a $100 bet as we base it all on to keep it nice and easy. Four and two turned out to be plus 15 bucks. One with over Flyers, one with the Islanders, one with Pittsburgh, one with Chicago. Uh, lost with the under five Islanders, and we lost laying three to one on Tampa Bay. That's, that's why you don't lay three to one. We got four plays today. Minnesota, over Minnesota, Edmonton, and under LA, Colorado. Colorado on a nice fat 10 and four under run. Those are your trend plays for later on tonight. All right, quick break, and then right back to all the stuff. I want to get into the NFL stuff as well. Right here, Opposite Pick, Sirius XM, Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Will Deshaun Watson be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans in 2021? He is our starting quarterback as of right now. He is our starting quarterback. Things happen between now and then. And then we'll see what happens. See, Jimmy, Coach, you just, you just open the door. With right now. You just he open the right door. Now. Right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've been around, Coach. You know better. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is our starting quarterback. Right okay. now. Mm-hmm. That's right, right now, and hopefully in the future. That's interesting. <clears throat> uh, you know, David Culley might be the only job who gets hired and fired before ever playing a game. <laughs> that is the head coach of the Houston Texans. Current, right now, what we'll say. We'll put it in his own words. Uh, David Culley, head coach of the Houston Texans, right now. We'll see what happens in the future. Because that was him in a podcast this week talking about Deshaun Watson, their quarterback who wants out. The press conference he held yesterday, if you listen to it, and i got to tell you, this guy's personality is zero. No doubt. There is no doubt somebody within that organization got to Cully and said, what the fudge are you doing, man? We are trying to convince Watson that we want him and that we're not backing down. Whether he wants to play or hold out or quit, we're not backing down. That has been our message to Watson. And now you're going on a dopey podcast and making it seem like, okay, the door is open for us to trade him by saying right now. And he also went on to say that podcast, you know, we want guys that want to buy in, i.e. meaning that, okay, if you don't want to be here, then fine, we don't want you. And, you know, that that's general rhetoric from a new head coach, especially rah, rah. Hey, listen, you know what? I don't, you don't want to be here. Fine. I'm so pumped up. You know, we want guys that are going to be here. So we've heard other coaches say that, especially new head coaches. But you can't say that when you're negotiating with a guy that is threatening to retire, basically. So when he goes on his press conference yesterday with the entire media, again, not the podcast, his message every single time, and I listened to it all the way through, he was asked, good job by the t- – oh, good and bad job. You know, I, I got to teach these guys. I got to – you know, in the words of Archie Bunker, I got to learn you guys something, you know. 
He was asked, I would say, a half a dozen times, literally, about Deshaun Watson. And every single one of his responses was the same. He's our starting quarterback. We're committed to him. Uh, what if he doesn't play? You know, uh, how do you know he's committed? He's our starting quarterback, and, and we're committed to him. Uh, do you expect him to be here? Uh, he's our starting quarterback. You know, the question that should have been the follow-up, because you were getting the same response, should have been, well, Deshaun Watson has publicly, or at least his people have said that, you know, he's not playing, Coach. So, you know, would it ever get to a point, are you willing to have him not play and you still be committed to him being your quarterback? That, you got to, you gotta, you know, when he gives a blanket statement of just he's our quarterback and we're committed to him, well, then you got to find a way to get him to change that, pinpoint him down. Well, what if Deshaun Watson doesn't play? What if, what if he tells you and he's not playing? You, you're going to trade him then? You know, you're going to move him then? Does it ever get to a point where, you know, you're not committed? What would it take for you not, you know? It, but anyway, point is, his tune was different. His tune was, we're committed to him. Come heck or high water, we're committed to him. We're committed to him. We're committed to him. You know, well, how about all the negative talk? Doesn't matter. We're committed to him. You know, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't want to be here. Doesn't matter. We're committed to him. You know, but that's not what he said during the podcast. And I can't help but think those podcast comments are more in line in what the Texans are thinking than his press conference comments yesterday. Because that though those podcast comments made it seem like, okay, you know what? Eventually, it's going to be a point where that's it. We're done. We're going to move on. And I, I don't blame him. If the guy doesn't want to be there, if, if you have that much uh, lack in faith of your team and your head coach and and really the character of Deshaun Watson, you know, listen, you just signed a fat contract you did, a couple of months ago. You just signed a four-year extension, and, and now you want out. So eventually he may be traded, and uh, that opened the door to it for sure. Here's why, Dallas Cowgirl fans, your team's not winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. Kansas City Chefs yesterday released not one, but both of their would-be starting offensive tackles. Yeah, salary cap hit. Former number one overall pick, Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, a veteran. They were whacked. Saved more than $18 million against the salary cap. They've been fixtures along that line for a while. They did not play in the Super Bowl. Also, they didn't play in the Super Bowls. So they don't really need them. Really? Uh, take out the Super Bowl. Take out the Super Bowl and remind yourself how poor Patrick Mahomes was running around for his life because his offensive line stunk. And now, the reason you can make the case, the reason the Chefs lost the Super Bowl and went back to being the Chefs is because their offensive line was atrocious and poor Mahomes had no time to throw the football, right? So you would think those guys would be the last guys that Kansas City would be cutting because they didn't play in the Super Bowl and it was pretty evident that their backups stink. And yet those were the guys they cut. Why? Because they saved 18 million bucks or so. They still need to clear a couple of more million. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes has a nearly $25 million cap hit. $25 million bucks. Dak Prescott, this year, has $22 million. 
Next year, he's got $33 million. The next year, he has $44 million. Kansas City, oh, by the way, since we're doing this, next year, Pat Mahomes is going to have a $31.5 million cap hit. The following year, $42.5 million cap hit. The next year, $40 million cap hit. If you can't afford your two best offensive linemen with a $24 million, $25 million cap hit for Pat Mahomes, how are you going to afford your good players when he's got a $40-plus million cap hit? Same thing with Dallas. You know, you you can't have quarterbacks, anybody for that matter, having $40 million cap hits. And I know the cap is going to go up. I get that. But it's not going to go up dollar for dollar. You know, they're going to get a gazillion more dollars. I get that. And and maybe the cap goes up $25 million, you know, for each team, which I think is a big jump. But let's just say it is. You're going to devote all $25 million of that to your quarterback? You're gonna have a you're gonna have quarterbacks that are making forty plus million dollars and having that as a cap hit when most of your other guys are making about a million bucks. You're not gonna win. You're not going to win. And Kansas City releasing their two offensive linemen yesterday proves it. You can't do it. Are you gonna put fannies in the stands, Kansas City? Absolutely. Are you gonna make the playoffs? Absolutely. You're gonna be running around for your life? Absolutely. You're going to win on a big-time level? No, you're not. Nobody's been able to do it outside of Denver and Peyton Manning. Now, you can tell me Brady last year, you know what? I, I, he made $25 million. That's not that that bad. Uh, they got lucky. They got a couple of guys that at the end of their contract, rookie deals, so they weren't making a lot of money. You know, Godwin and Evans, and they bring in Antonio Brown. They got Leonard Fournette on the cheap. I mean, they, you know, listen, all the dominoes fell in the right way for them to do it. That, But you look at all the quarterbacks, whether it's Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, you know, they all won Drew Brees. They all won when they were making less money. When Brees and Flacco and Russell Wilson and Roethlisberger and all the others got their monster, monster deals, none of those guys have been able to win a Super Bowl. Why? Just can't do it. Can't do it. Not enough money to go around. And that's why Kansas City, your days are done. And that's why Dallas, your days are done. Do not even think about putting American money on Dallas or Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. It's not happening. Any team in the last 25 years that has had a quarterback making this much money, they've never won. Don't piss away your money on these futures. Don't do it. First of all, you don't know who's playing or who's not playing with the coronavirus, but you you don't win. I mean, again, if you can't afford offensive linemen with a quarterback whose cap hit is going to be a modest $25 million, what what happens a year from now when it goes up to $32 million? Or three years or two years from now, when it goes up to forty-two and a half million, same thing with that. You can't win. It's just it's crazy, and I can't help but think that's going to cause some division in those locker rooms eventually. Wait a minute, I'm getting cut. Our two offensive linemen are getting cut because you're going to make fifty million, forty million dollars a year. What, what are you kidding me? Yeah, can't do it. Cannot do it. And Kansas City proved it yesterday by releasing those two guys. Amazing. Uh, one man's uh, treasure, another man's junk, vice versa. Mark Ingram apparently has reached a deal to sign with uh, the Houston Texans.
So, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, Deshaun Watson can yell and scream about how the Texans are this and that and they're no good and the front office is this and that and you want out. But you know what? You throw a person enough money, Mark Ingram, eh, they look pretty good to me. You know, you want to give me $3 million bucks? Okay, I'll take it. Don't bet the Bungles next year either. Joe Burrow, they're talking about Burrow being back at the end of August. You know what that means? They're never back on time. Uh, That means it probably might be September before Joe Burrow really comes back. And that's just coming back. Then he's got to take another month to be able to practice, get in shape and stuff. You might not see Burrow, if you're a Bungles fan, until late September, maybe even October. Um, Don't. And I like the team. I like to see them do well. But uh, I would not put faith. uh, no, No future money on Cincinnati, especially in that division. All right, opposite picks coming up. We got a bunch of college basketball winners for you. That's next right here, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, seven games a night. We give you five, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Proved it again last night as we went 3-2. and two. We had one game, the Dukey Pukies in Florida State not getting underway. Uh, so we still went 3-2 and two with our picks, bringing our overall total to now 134 winners and uh, 107 losers. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Here we go. We got a six-pack all-college basketball with these postseason tournaments underway. Game number one. Michigan laying eight versus Maryland. This is Michigan, Maryland, not Michigan State, which somehow or another lost a pathetic Maryland yesterday. Strange team, this Terps. One day they beat Michigan State, the next they'll lose to Penn State or Northwestern. Can't figure them out. Uh, But they do have enough quality wins to get into the NCAA tournament now. Yesterday's win, I think, clinched that. Michigan, meanwhile, has bigger fish to fry. They try and get a number one seed in the tournament. I think they're going to crush Maryland after Maryland's tough game yesterday. Love Michigan laying only eight. Give me Maryland plus the eight. Pick number two, South Florida plus nine versus Wichita State. You like the gamble, huh? Okay. Well, this is a double gamble as you're betting on, if you want to, Wichita State winning and covering, and you're betting on the two unnamed guys that won't be playing for the Shockers aren't starters. Coach said the other day, two guys are out. Which two? Wouldn't say. How long? Wouldn't say. Why the out? Wouldn't say. I mean, it's hard enough gambling on the game's outcome. Now I got to gamble on who's playing? No thanks. I'll grab the monster nine points with South Florida for sure. The Bulls keep it close. Give me Wichita State minus the nine. Toledo laying three and a half, pick number three versus Ohio. 
Holy Toledo, I can get the Mud Hen Rockets laying only three and a half against Ohio. Toledo won the MAC regular season title. They were 15 and 4 in conference play, including an, oh, by the way, 17 point beatdown of the same Ohio team this year. And now they're only laying three and a half. Now, the Bobcats aren't bad, but they're not in the same class as Toledo. Rockets are going to soar for their 19th win in their last 23 games. This team is terrific. Love Toledo laying just three and a half. Give me Ohio plus the three and a half. Pick number four, Georgia Tech getting four versus Virginia. I love going against teams that were stretched to the limit their last game of these postseason tournaments like Virginia was. They had their rally to beat a game Syracuse team yesterday. They are gassed emotionally and physically. Georgia Tech, meanwhile, remains on fire, winning their seventh straight game, beating Miami yesterday. They went from this year to having no chance to get an at-large bid to maybe finding themselves with a solid five or six seed if they can win this ACC championship. And oh, by the way, one of those seven wins came against Virginia. Oh, by the way, at Virginia. Now I'm getting four points out of neutral court. Ugh, wrong team is favorite here. Love Georgia Tech getting four. Give me Virginia minus the four. Pick number five, Nevada plus eight and a half versus San Diego State. Aztecs, again, last night barely squeaked by Wyoming. Now they face a Nevada team that gave them fits in their two close home wins in the regular season. Only won by five and two points, again, at home. Now I'm getting eight and a half on the road, neutral site game, which, oh, by the way, the tournament is in uh, Las Vegas, which is in what state? Uh, Nevada. Uh, this line is wrong. Nevada's not bad. The Aces Wolfpack, pretty good. They've won six of their last eight and are more than capable of winning this game outright on this neutral court. Love Nevada getting eight and a half. Give me San Diego State, minus the eight and a half. Pick number six, Purdue getting a point and a half versus Ohio State. I don't know what happened to this Buckeyes team, but I can't put American money on them until I see them win a couple of games. They were battling for a number one seed in the NCAA tournament just two and a half, three weeks ago. But then they lost to Michigan, then Michigan State, then Illinois, then Iowa. Down the stretch, uh, they had many scratching their heads saying, what the fudge is going on? A win over putrid Minnesota yesterday isn't cutting all the ills for the Buckeyes. I love Purdue, which, oh, by the way, has won five in a row and is 11-2 their last 13 games. They are on fire. So I got a hot team getting points versus a cold team giving points. I'll take the hot team getting points, right? I think they're going to destroy Ohio State today. It'll be Ohio State minus the one and a half. Our six-pack of winners, all college basketball, Maryland plus eight, Wichita State minus nine. Who knows who's playing? Ohio plus three and a half, Virginia laying four, uh, San Diego State laying eight and a half, and give me Ohio State minus the one and a half against Purdue. Opposite picks on this Friday, February 12th.
right, there you go. All sets. Uh, go to the website. We'll post those. We'll post the trends. We'll post the trend picks uh, all on the, on the website for you, oppositepicks.com. Yesterday, yet, with our opposite plays, uh, we won with Maryland laying one against Michigan State. I knew that line had sucker written all over it. Uh, there's no way Maryland should have been favored yesterday. Uh, I said February 12th. Did I really? I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant March 12th. My bad. Uh, March 12th, obviously. Duh. Um, uh, no game but with, with the Dukey Pukey Florida State. Uh, we won with Syracuse plus five and a half against Virginia. They lost, but they did cover. Did lose on South Carolina, but that South Carolina team, they, they are just oh, I mean, they were awful this year. Just, just awful. Mississippi State crushed them. Our Mississippi crushed them. Uh, lost with Villanova laying the eight, but we won with Mississippi State plus three and a half against Kentucky. So we won with Mississippi State, Syracuse, Maryland. Lost with uh, South Carolina and Villanova, so three and two, and then a no play on Duke. So uh, increased the numbers this week for, let's see, three and two to the yesterday. That brings us to four, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and eight. Not bad. Going opposite, nothing to be proud of. As as I'm, you know, I really do like the other side. But uh, if if you go opposite, then there you go. All right, our pyramid of winners. Yesterday, and the pyramid wasn't very tall. We we lost with the under one thirty three Syracuse Virginia. Again, I knew that that line should not have been in the thirties, and it went over. Uh, did win with our college basketball play of the day. Did win with Brooklyn Lane three in our NBA play of the day. Uh, we lost with Cat uh, Carl Anthony Towns with our prop play of the day. Did win our hockey play of the day. Pittsburgh in regulation over Buffalo. We lost our props with Brian Rust. Yeah, he only got two shots on goal. It's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen every single game, and that's okay. You know why? Because if he gets four, five, six, then eventually FanDuel will bump the lineup. And a couple of guys emailed me saying that their sites didn't even have it. Or if they did, it went up to like minus two to one. So they're they're catching on with Bryant. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he kind of scales back just a little bit. So and then our playing only one would have been rushed. So uh, that was a loser. But it's kind of funny. Our plays of the day, you know, pretty much even. NBA play of the day two and two, prop play of the day three and two, NHL play of the day four and four, NHL prop play of the day five and three. College basketball, we're in the skids there, 0 and 3. We got to improve that. And then playing just one, uh, we're 5 and 3 for a plus 115, considering you had to lay minus 145 when we did it uh, yesterday. All right, as far as uh, the stuff for today, all right, college basketball. Uh, and we'll start with the NBA. Uh, NBA, we got to go with Utah, laying 15 and a half. And we should have done that yesterday, but it didn't matter. We won with Brooklyn anyway. But uh, you got to go with the Jazz laying 15 and a half against uh, Houston. You, you just have to keep playing against the Rockets, who have lost 14 in a row. You, you just you have to. Uh, prop play of the day, we're going to go under Mike Conley. You know why? Because we told you 11 All-Stars have not hit their props the first game back, and um, only four have. And Conley, more than anyone, seems susceptible to that because let's see if they got his numbers posted yet. Well, they do. How about that? Uh, under 15 and a half. Why? Because that was his first All-Star game. And he did well. He did well in a three-point shootout going to the finals. He did well in the game. I can't. You talk about a guy that is absolutely positively primed for a little bit of a, wow, letdown. It's Mike Conley. So go under 15 and a half, Mike Conley. NHL, we're going to go under five and a half, LA, Colorado. 
Uh, both teams on nice under runs there. Props as far as uh, the NHL, you know, shots on goal we're going to go. Don't have too much in action tonight. Uh, we only got a couple of games, so we're going to, you know, I'll, I'll give you uh, – hold off on that for a second. Let, let me let me just mull that over here. Let me go to college basketball. I uh, got a big slate of games, boy, a bunch of winners. Uh, we, we got a slew of winners we could give you. Which one, if you're going to only, 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 only play one, huh? Uh, we are going to go with the over 133 Florida, Tennessee. That's going to be our one play. Over 133. Out of the blue, I know, but that's okay. Let me write that down. Over, over 133 Florida, Tennessee. I, I think uh, you know two teams that pretty much have uh, automatic bids uh, locked up, or at least that large bids rather locked up. I, I, I think you'll get some points. One thirty-four is that, that's not asking for a whole heck of a lot. All right, let's go back to the NHL. See if we can find a prop here that we like here with games: Minnesota, Arizona, eh. Vegas, St. Louis, mm. Colorado, L.A. No, ah, uh, Edmonton. There you go uh, against Ottawa. You know what? Ottawa stinks. We all know that. You're going to have to do four again, right? Let me see. Let me go down to our guy that we always like to play, Connor McDavid. It's going to be four, maybe three and a half. Ooh, three and a half FanDuel's got. Nice. All right, there you go. Over Connor McDavid, three and a half shots on goal against Ottawa. He ought to be able to get that in the first period against that stinking Senators team. So McDavid, shots on goal over three and a half. If we're only going to play one, got to play Utah laying to 15 and a half. Got to do it. You just, uh, you know, it might not be the smartest play laying that kind of wood, but that Rockets team, after playing last night, it stinks. They lost 14 in a row. They've only covered one. Uh, you know, nearly all those losses have been by double digits anyway. I'll take my chances the Jazz cover the 15 and a half. So that, if you're only going to play one tonight, that would be the one. Utah laying the 15 and a half, and let's hope that the the bad stretch continues there for the uh, Houston Rockets. Um, speaking of the Rockets, did you see the story uh, coming out of Houston? Or excuse me, out, out of uh, Michigan State? They're selling their name, and they'll now be known as the Michigan State Spartan Rockets Mortgage. Yeah, I, I kid you not. The, their basketball team will be known throughout the Breslin Center where they play as Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> wow. And they're also going to put that throughout the stadium and uh, the football stadium as well. They're actually selling their nickname and their school name. Wow. When will sponsorships ever end? Amazing. All right, we'll wrap up shop with some stores. We'll update the poll as well. All this coming up right here. Opposite Pick Series XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, here we go. Here's who we have in the NCAA tournament. I'll break it down by brackets. We got 37, remember, at-large bids, right? <clears throat> I got six coming out of not uh, – these are just at-large, so you always had one more for the conference champion. Six at-large bids out of the Big 12, eight out of the Big 10, six out of the SEC, one out of the uh, West Coast, only four out of the Big East, three out of the Pac-12, six out of the ACC, one out of the AAC, none out of the A-10, one out of the Missouri Valley, and I got one Utah State coming out of the Mountain West. Last four in, Drake, St. Louis, Seton Hall, thank you, uh, St. John's yesterday, and Rutgers. I think those four in. Last four out, I don't think VCU, they've never really shown the Atlanta 10 a whole lot of love. Uh, they're not a highly ranked RPI conference, and so I don't think those conferences are going to get the benefit of the doubt. None of those. The AAC, A-10, Missouri Valley, Mountain West especially, I just don't think so. So last four out, VCU, I don't think Belmont's getting in, St. John's, and a little conspiracy in me says they keep Louisville out. I don't think they want Louisville as part of this after what happened with the FBI investigation. Uh, you know, you need to get the benefit of the doubt. You need to have these selection committee members on your side, and I just don't think they're on their side. No Colorado State, no St. Louis, no Davidson, no Memphis, no SMU, no Louisville. You know, it's amazing, and no St. John's. St. John's is actually the only team. Like, Big 12's getting anyone that's involved. Big 10's getting anyone that's even close. SEC, anyone that's close. The only one that's really close in a big conference that's not getting in, I think, is St. John's. I think UCLA gets in, Colorado, USC, and, and Oregon out of the Pac-12. That's why this year, I don't think there's going to be that much controversy. It, it, these smaller conferences, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. They just won't. They go by conference RPIs, and RPIs show that they don't belong with the big boys, even in college basketball, let alone obviously college football. Good job by everyone involved. Enjoy the weekend. I'll be back Sunday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, right here at Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM 204. Be safe.